Romans chapter 12, Fairview, we love you guys out there. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, we get good reports every single Tuesday about what God's doing there, not just there at the church, but in the school system and, and what God's doing there. I'm just so glad that God's still in the soul saving business. Amen. Man, I, if you can't get excited about all these young people committing their life to Christ, something's wrong. Something is wrong. Amen. Uh, Romans 12 verse number one, we, 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 we're going to go into verse two, but last week we talked about uh, sacrifice. We talked about presenting our bodies, yielding our bodies to his service, to uh, 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 what he wants us to do, yielding our mouth, yielding our ears, yielding our feet, uh, totally uh, committing to follow Christ. If you're with me, say amen. Well, I wanted to go into verse number two and talk about the, the, the transition that takes place with a believer, the transformation that God is expecting out of us. But I kind of got hung up in two words here in verse number two, and we're just going to talk about that today. All right. Uh, 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 Romans 12, verse number one. If you're there, say amen. amen. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. That ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, because of all God's done for us, we should be willing to give our all to him. And in verse 2, there's a warning. And this is where I really want to hunker down today. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. By the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's all read verse 2 together in concert and then we'll pray. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the privilege. It is a privilege to be in your house. It is a privilege to be able to stand in front of your people. And Lord, I don't take this lightly. And I recognize how important and how uh, uh, needy that this is in the day and hour that we live in. To know the truth. To know the truth. And Lord, I pray that you'll help me declare truth this morning and preach your word. I pray that you'll open every ear. I pray that you'll clear every mind. Lord, remove any distraction that would hinder your people and those that are here today from hearing your truth. And God will thank you and praise you and give you all the glory, all the honor. I pray that your Holy Spirit will hover over this place. I pray that it will fill the church there in Fairview. And I pray that your perfect will be done. Don't let me say anything I shouldn't. And don't let me forget anything I should. And God will thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. As I said, I wanted to really deal with the, the, the topic of transformation. Transformation. God wants us to be transformed. The word transform is the Greek word metamorphia, where we get our, our word metamorphosis, a change from the inside out. How many of y'all know that if, if God changes the inside, the outside will follow? And, 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 but for some reason, I want to I really 
really clearly, clearly explain what this world is. And I, 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 I'm, I'm afraid, and, and here's what I need. Everybody look at me for just a second. Everybody look at me. Everybody wave at me if you can see me. Wave at me if you can see me. I want to make sure you're paying attention here. Some of you are not going to like what I've got to say today. And some of, you, some of you need to really, really listen today. There is something out there that is working against you. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid there's way too many Christians who are unaware of what's truly out there. And the reason I'm saying that is because I'm seeing way too many professing believers way too comfortable. And I'm using that word way a lot this morning, way too comfortable in this world. Listen, this world is not our home. And I want to, I want to just take, I mean, I got a two pager, Steve. When you dropped me off, I went to typing, buddy. I'm telling you, I think we need to really get a grip on what we're really against out here. Jesus was concerned about it. Jesus prayed for the believers before he left this earth because he was concerned about the evil the world has and the effect that it can have on his people. Paul is concerned about it. That's why he's saying right here, don't be conformed to this world. But what is this world? What is this world? When you hear that, you you know, I grew up in in old time church where you say, boy, people got out in the, people are being affected by the, and, 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 we need to understand what that is. What is it? Now, now, in order to truly understand what it is, sometimes you got to start with what it's not. What it's not. When, when Jesus refers to this world, be not conformed to this world, or love not the world, right? Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. He's not talking about creation. He's not talking about the stars and he's not talking about the mountains and the, in the oceans and all of that thing. The Bible says that the, the, the heavens declare the glory of God in the, in the firmament shows his handiwork. We can love, we we hear people say, I love the mountains. You know, I'm not a mountain guy. I grew up in South Florida. I'm an ocean guy myself. Y'all can have them mountains, man. I don't want nothing to do with the mountains. Give me some water. Say Amen. You can love God's creation. You can love God's creation. When he says the world, he's not talking about humanity. He's not talking about humanity. When he says love not the world. All right. Humanity. Jesus said in Matthew, he said, we're even to love our enemies. So we're to love the people out there. We're to love saints and we're to love sinners. We're to love everyone, no matter who they are, no matter where they are, no matter how corrupt or what lifestyle they're living, we're to love every man. And so when he says the world, he's not talking about humanity. He's not talking about God's creation. So what in the world is he talking about? Let's look in your notes right here. We're just going to cover verses. I'm not going to do a whole lot of commentary or self-explanatory. I'm saying this is self-explanatory. I'm just going to let the the word do the talking this morning. Look what it says. Jesus in the world defined. Point number one, the world defined. Jesus in John chapter seven, when he was speaking to unbelievers, matter of fact, it was his own brothers, by the way, At that particular time, his own brothers didn't believe he was who he said he was. And this is what Jesus said to him. The world cannot hate you, 
but me it what? It hateth because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. Now, Jesus is saying that the world that we're talking about, the world hates Jesus because when Jesus came, he revealed the evil that was in the world. And so they hated him. Now, this is Jesus speaking to believers. John 15, 19. If ye were of the world, then the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the the world hateth you. If you're a born again believer and you live and believe like a born again believer, this world is going to hate you. They're going to hate what you believe. They're going to hate what you stand for. They're going to hate your lifestyle. It will. The world hateth you. John 17, 14. This is Jesus's prayer to the father before he went back to heaven. And this is what he was concerned about. He said, I have given them thy word. Them are the believers. I have given them thy word and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world. Even as I am not of the world, I pray that thou shouldest not, or excuse me, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. Watch this now, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil, the evil. Let me give you a few points today about this world. When we're defining the world, we're trying to explain and define what Jesus is referencing when he's referencing the world. First, the world is defined as wickedness. Wickedness. That's A. 1 John 5, 19. And we know that we are of the world and the world, the whole world lieth in what? Wickedness. So, so this world that he's referencing is a world of wickedness. Wickedness. Now, B, write this down. It's described as a course. A course. Okay? Ephesians 2 2. Ephesians 2 2. We're taking this straight out of Scripture. This is no man's opinion. This is what God has to say about it. Ephesians 2 2. Where in time past you walked according to the. Everybody say it. According to the. The course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Now, I looked up Webster's Dictionary has the defined uh, uh, explanation of the word course. It means an order, a system, a way of life, a way of conduct. So this world has a course. This world has a way of life. This world has a belief system, if you will. This world is described as wickedness, it's described as a course, it's described, see, as a spirit. Look what it says, 1 Corinthians 2.12. Now we have received not the what? Say it with me, not the, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. Look what 1 John 4, 3 says, this is going to make a whole lot of sense right here, guys. 1 John chapter 4, verse 3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. 
And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it should come. But John is saying, and even now already is it in the world. What is in the world? A spirit of Antichrist. So we have a way of living, a way of conduct, a spirit that's controlling, a spirit of Antichrist. It's described as a system. D, write that word down. And we're going to kind of put this all together. A system. It's not the mountains. It's not the stars. It's not the ocean. It's not God's creation. The world is not the, the creation. The world is not the humanity that God put in this creation. It is a system. It is a system. The world that we are not to be conformed to The world that we are not to love is an evil and rebellious anti-God, anti-Christ system that is influencing and controlling humanity. There is a movement out there. There is a spirit out there. There is a course out there. How, How does it operate? It works through education, entertainment, and the media. What is education, entertainment, and the media actively doing today? Promoting lifestyles, immodest fashions, ideas, and mentalities that are anti-Christ and anti-God. There's a trans agenda. There's an abortion agenda, a divorce agenda, cohabiting agenda, idolatrous use of sports, All of these things are being promoted by Hollywood. They're being promoted and pushed down your throat in advertising and in marketing. Our our school system has been infiltrated by wickedness and a movement, a spirit that is anti-Christ, anti-God. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. It doesn't, listen, all you've got to do is truly open your eyes and look at the state of our country, look at the state of our education system, look at what we are fighting in the Supreme Court today, look at the course of this world, the culture that we're living in, the lifestyles, the violence, everything that we're facing, and you will see we're up against the world. It is an evil, wicked system. That is try. Watch this now. That is trying its best to conform you to its belief system. When I was a little kid, homosexuality wasn't even spoken about. You didn't even talk about it. It was. It was. It was wicked. It was. It was not even to be mentioned. But slowly, slowly, little by little. As Hollywood began to make it, first they just made it funny. And they made it humorous in the sitcoms that you would sit in front of hour after hour after hour. Listen, we have no idea. We don't even realize what we've been doing to our children. We don't even realize what we've been doing to our families. We've allowed a box in our living room to completely, completely brainwash society. First of all, they just made it funny. Then they made it acceptable. 
then they made it. If you disagreed with it, then you were a bigot and you had a problem. Open your eyes. And it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Now watch. Now watch. Stay with me. Stay with me. I told you some, you're not going to like this. First John two, first John two fifteen. This is speaking to believers. Love, not the, neither the things that are in the, in what? In this system, in this belief system, in this ideology. Why does he give us that command? If any man love the world, the love of the is what? You say, why do you say that? Because this course is anti-God. This course is anti-Christ. This belief system, this, this movement out there, this spirit that's out there. Have you noticed it's everything it promotes is against what the word promotes. The word says one man, one woman for life. Everything you see out there is the exact opposite. This word, anyway, for all that is in the world, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, this is the system that Satan uses, all right? These are the evils that Satan uses to draw you in. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the the world. You see, this system operates by these three temptations, these three modes of, of controlling people. Satan uses out in this world the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh are carnal desires, which include sin such as sexual immorality and other indulgences. You ever wonder why they got to put a half naked woman on every advertisement on TV? You ever wonder about that on, on the, on the magazines that sit on the shelves? You can't even, you can't even keep your mind straight. Just walking through the supermarket. Satan is using this. Satan is using this. We say why? Because sex sells. It's part of the system. All right. The lust of the eyes. It is, it is rooted in covetousness. It is the greedy desire for the material riches and possessions of this world. Greed, coveting, wanting more, wanting more. How many of y'all can see that our world, this, this, this system out there is full of that? You have a, you have a, uh, a Hollywood celebrities that are now going to prison because they did things illegally. And they had money, but they did things illegally to get more money. Preacher, what are you saying? They're doing prison time because of greed. And Satan is pulling people down by the millions. The pride of life. This is boasting of ambition, achievement, a thirst for the honor bestowed by and the applause received from the world. The pride of life leads to boasting about what we have or do. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying there's a system out here. There is a culture out here. There is a belief system out here that is, is totally anti-Christ 
anti-God that is doing everything it can to get you to conform to its way. The word conform is to apply pressure, to apply pressure, to put in a mold. Now, can we all agree for just a minute, whether you're mad or not, open your, open your mind for just a second. Can you agree in the last 20 years that there has been something pressuring people to believe in the system that is anti-God? They want you to believe it's okay to shack up and not get married. They want you to believe that sex out of wedlock is okay. They want you to believe that divorce for any reason is okay. Now, we can't just, we can't just come against the trans agenda and the homosexual agenda and the abortion agenda. We need, to, we need to deal with all of it. Just divorce and remarry, divorce and remarry. Just, just, just pass them around. Just pass them partners around. That's just as wicked as everything else. But you see, this system is convincing you that it's okay, that it's no big deal. It's convincing you that if you think abortion is wrong, then you, then you just hate people. If you think homosexuality is wrong and you believe what the Bible says about it and how God feels about it, then you're a bigot and you have a problem. Let me tell you something. They're applying more and more and more pressure. You're seeing, you're seeing same-sex parents put on commercials all over the place. In every single commercial, you're going to see it. Every advertising. Why? They're pressuring you. They're pressuring you to believe in the system that they believe in, which is anti-Christ, anti-God. And by the way, it's not going to ease up. Our country, our country is under judgment. You read Romans chapter number one and you can put America right there. And it's not coming back. Be not conformed, church. Open your eyes. Quit allowing Hollywood to determine your belief system. Quit allowing a celebrity. I I don't know how in the world or how this ever came about that somebody who fakes what they do for a living has determined that they have the right to tell you what to believe. Actors and, 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 and athletes getting on TV and telling you what you are, how bad you are if you believe against what they believe. Who are they to say? i tell you who they are. They're agents of the system. They're in a world, in a world that is anti-God and anti-Christ. And we cannot be conformed. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Let, let, me, let me read this and tell you if this looks familiar. Galatians chapter 5 verse 19. Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest. In other words, this is what you're going to see when people are in the flesh. Now what do we say that this culture, this system out there, the world is operating in this? Watch this. Does this sound familiar out there? Does this sound familiar out there? Here's the works of the flesh. Adultery, fornication. Fornication is sex outside of marriage. Uncleanness, lasciviousness. That's just wickedness and immorality, physical, sexual immorality. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings. That's partying and such the like. Does that sound like the world? 
It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And watch what it says. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the past, that they which do, the word do there means to practice, to practice, to live in a lifestyle. They that practice these things, that live in this lifestyle, such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Preacher, what are you saying? Be careful what you're professing. Because if you're professing to be a believer, if you're professing to follow Christ and you're living in this world system and, and practicing in this world system and you're comfortable in this world, you're not a believer. You may profess him, but you don't possess him. If you can feel comfortable in this world, but see, here's what we have. We have pro- professing Christians who are going to the same movies as this world. They're buying the same clothes as this world. They're going to the same entertainment as this world. They're following a belief system of this world. Just the other day, a new uh, a TV show that's very, very popular, that's very, very vulgar. It, was a, it, it looked like a Western. I thought, man, this is going to be a good one. I'd like to watch this. I couldn't watch the first 15 minutes of it because of the vulgarity and the talking. But professing Christians are posting all over, even dressing up like the characters for Halloween. What does that say? We're way too comfortable with this world. It's like when we go into a dark room, we can't see anything. But the longer you sit in the dark, your eyes get what? Used to the dark. You may tell you what's happened in an American Christian. We've gotten used to the dark. It doesn't bother us anymore. It doesn't make us feel uncomfortable anymore. We don't even blush when we hear vulgarity anymore. We've gotten used to the dark. And that is the very thing that Paul warned against. Don't conform. Don't conform. But be ye transformed. Let me illustrate this. When I was, shut your ears, Dad. When I was, I just turned 18 years old. Just turned 18 years old. And, and I grew up very, very conservative. Very, very conservative. Like beat you to death if you did anything wrong conservative. Are y'all with me? Say amen. I mean, I wore straight britches my whole life. We, we didn't wear shorts and, 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 and necklaces and, and, and jewelry and earrings and all that stuff. I mean, we were strict conservatives. When I was 18 years old, <clears throat> I had a couple of buddies say, hey, well, let's go to a party. I'd never been to one of them before. I said, uh, I remember close years, Dad. <laughs> uh, I said, all right, all right, we'll go. And man, I, I, when I just said, we'll go, I felt uncomfortable already. I mean, felt uncomfortable. And I remember, I remember turning down the dirt road with these guys and you could hear the music coming from the house, just going down the dirt road. And boy, I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm starting to get nervous and I'm starting to feel, mm. and I get out with these guys and we go in this house. And, and let me say this, let me say this. From the world's standard, there wasn't nothing crazy going on. They were drinking, but, but, but it was a typical, it was just a typical party. Loud music, they were dancing, having a big time, shooting pool and doing all this. Somebody's big, big house, and it's just a bunch of kids being kids. But let me tell you what I felt. 
I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like a fish out of water. I was there, I promise you, it may have been 11 minutes. I couldn't, I'm telling you, I was so on edge. I was so uneasy. So, oh, that's because your dad, my dad had no idea I was even there. Had nothing to do with him. There was something bigger than my father that was in me telling me, you're not where you need to be, boy. And I'm telling you what, I told him, I said, boys, y'all don't have to take me anywhere. Y'all can stay here. I'll walk home if I have to, but I'm leaving. I got to go. You know why? This world is not my home. I am not of this world. And let me tell you something. If you profess to know Christ and you are comfortable out there, you're comfortable in that culture, you're comfortable in that belief system, you need to run to this altar and get right with God, get saved, or ask forgiveness for being conformed to something you have no business being conformed to. Because it is anti-God and anti-Christ. And he says, don't conform to it. Amen. I told you. I told you. You wasn't going to like it. He kept me squirrel hunting too long. <clears throat> number two. That's the world defined. Then number two, the world directed. Who's controlling this whole deal? I know you think the powerful elites and the politicians are controlling. You think the, the, the leaders in Hollywood, uh, all of the big wigs in Hollywood are controlling this way, controlling this mind numbing, mind brainwashing system that's coming across the airways. But it's not. John fourteen thirty. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you. Read it with me. For the, the prince of this world cometh and hath Nothing in me, Jesus said. Who's he referring to? Satan. Luke 4, 5. This is Jesus. Now, now keep in mind, this, watch this. This is so big. Jesus is being tempted by Satan. Watch what the devil tells him. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the in a moment of time. Now watch what Satan says. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, I give it. All these Hollywood celebrities, I know what y'all are thinking. Oh, you them conspiracy theorist people that think, no, you can believe what you want, but I promise you this, they made a pact with Satan. And Satan gives power out to who he will. He gives it out because he's the prince of this world. He is the God of this world. And by the way, when he said that to Jesus, if you will notice, Jesus didn't refute him. Jesus didn't say, you can't do that because you don't have that. Jesus knew he was the prince of the power of the air. Satan is directing all of the anti-God, anti-Christ system that we are living in in this world. His hands on it. The celebrities are just puppets. The politicians are just puppets. They're not in charge. I don't care if it says Democrat or Republican. They're not in charge. They are puppets in Satan's hand to bring an antichrist agenda. Watch this now. That's leading up to the antichrist. That's 
See, that's not fairy tales, guys. Revelation is true. It's going to happen. And they're going to bow and worship him. Just like Hollywood celebrities are bowing and worshiping now. Watch what it says. Second Corinthians four, verse three. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom, say it with me, the hath what? Blinded the minds of them which believe not. So how come they can't see it? How come they can't see what's happening? The God of this world has blinded them. Now I'm afraid, I'm afraid there's some professing Christians who are blinded. You're way too comfortable in a world that should be uncomfortable to you. Ephesians 2, verse 2. Where in time past you walked according to the course, there it is, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the, watch this now, the spirit that now worketh in the children of, do you see that? There is a course. There is a leader of that course. That word course means lifestyle, order. There is a leader. There is a God of that order. There is one who is in charge and orchestrating all of the movements and all of the actions out there. And it's leading to people being disobedient to God and his word. Be careful. This world directed. Then I want you to look number three quickly. At this world despised. This world despised. God hates this world. God hates this system. And by the way, this system hates God too. Psalm 97.10. Just write that somewhere because I didn't put it in your notes. I run out of paper. Psalms 97.10. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. You cannot love the Lord and love evil at the same time. You cannot become. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. If we're going to love God, we got to hate evil. We can't serve two masters. This world is despised by God. The system is hated by God. What does the Bible say? What is the command that we have as a Christian? Don't love the world. Don't love the world. First John, first John two, verse 15. Don't take my word for it. Read the word. Watch what the word says. Verse 15. Let's all read it together. Keep reading. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. What did Paul say about Demas? He has, Demas hath forsaken me because he has loved this present world. Don't love the world. Don't love the world. Not, not just don't love the world, but you need to hate the world. You need to hate this system. You need to hate this belief system. You need to hate the ideology that's being promoted. You need to hate everything about it. Everything. Don't love the world. He even goes, even more specifically, God says in James 4, 4, 
Don't befriend the world. Don't befriend the world. Watch what he says. Look at the terms. Man, these are some pretty stout words. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. What's an adulterer and adulteress? It's people that cheat. And God is saying, if you're going to love the world, you're cheating on me. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not that the... Come on, boy, I'm losing people this morning. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Wow. Now, in the first verse we read, it says, don't love the world. That's, that's pretty stout. I mean, I could see that. We're not to have that kind of affection with the things of this world, with the culture of this world, with the movement of this world, right? With the dress code of this world, with the actions and the behavior and the entertainment of this world. We shouldn't love it. But what, what does James say? I looked up that word friend. It means to be fond of. Say, well, preacher, I don't love it, but I favor it a little bit. That's what he's saying. Don't even be fond of it. Don't even like it a little bit. Y'all with me? Don't, don't, don't not just love it. Don't even like it. If you're fond of the world, if you like it, you're an enemy of God. Now, why is he saying you're an enemy of God if you do that? Because this course is anti-God. If you line up with the course of this world, if you line up with the culture of this world, you are lining up with an anti-God, anti-Christ system, and you are lining up with the enemies of God, and you become an enemy of God. Oh, preacher, I just go to church a little bit, but I like the lifestyle I'm living. You're an enemy. I didn't say it. The word said it. See, God despises this system. God despises this spirit that has permeated not just our country, but the world. Listen, I've been, I I look at the news every morning. I shouldn't do that, but I can't help it. And this world is completely permeated with violence and wicked and it's getting worse. I mean, it is, it is creeping into all of the sports. I I was seeing the news about all the fights that's been happening, all the, the fights and stuff that's been going on in the world cup. And then the fights that are happening. I mean, it's got on, on, on a live video. They're just fighting just after the game's over. They're doing the handshake and the guy just clocks somebody right there on the football field. Two girls in, in a soccer game. Two girls in a soccer game getting a knockdown drag out. Boom, boom, boom. They come off the bay and here we go. And I, I know there's been fights in sports all the time, but it's being increasingly worse. People, parents shooting other parents, parents shooting uh, uh, coaches at uh, uh, little league football games. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. The mystery of iniquity doth already work. It's going to get worse till the Antichrist comes. Don't love it. Don't even befriend it. Don't even like it. Don't even be fond of it. And then here's another warning. 
Don't be conformed to it. Don't be conformed to it. And I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Listen up. This is so important right here. I challenge you. I challenge you. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Even the ones that's mad at me. Look at me. <clears throat> be you transformed by the renewing of your. How do we do that? Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. How do we do that? I challenge you. I double dog Alabama dare you. Start reading your Bible. Start reading your Bible and let the Bible wash over your mind. Start spending some time with God. Start doing a little praying. And I'm going to promise you this. I'm going to promise Everybody look at me. Everybody, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I'm telling you. I guarantee you. If this don't work, I will buy your dinner. If you don't start feeling more uncomfortable out there, if you don't start feeling more uncomfortable by what you're watching on TV, by what you're looking up on the internet, I'm here to tell you, you're not even born again. You're not even saved. You need to come to Christ and get saved because the closer you get to God, the farther you want away from this world. I can tell you, I can tell you in my life, there's indicators in my life when I'm not where I'm supposed to be. You may tell you the number one indicator in my life when I'm not where I'm supposed to be with my walk with God, that when I see that sin and that disobedience, it don't bother me. But the closer I'm walking to God, the least little thing will make me uncomfortable. You know why? Because darkness and light cannot cohabit. Don't be conformed to it. How do I keep from being conformed to it? How can I keep from allowing the pressures and the motivations and all of the things in this world that's trying to force me to think the way they think? Get in the book. Because the book is truth. He said, sanctify. This is what Jesus said. Sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. And you know what will happen with truth? Truth will reveal a lie. And Satan is a liar and he's the father of lies and he's going to convince you that you're okay. You don't need to be a fanatic Christian. People will tell you if you believe that Bible, you're a fanatic. You're too, you're too, what's the word? Uh, uh, Zealous of it. You're you're too uh, extreme. Extreme. That's the word they like to use. Oh, you're one of them. You're one of them extremists. I'm going to tell you how extreme I am. I'm about that extreme right there. And if believing what this book says makes me an extremist, I'll wear the badge. There was a day when people believed the book and even this world thought that just meant you were a good Christian. But today you're labeling a bigot extremist. Why? It's this world. It's coming. And according to John, it's already here. Let me give you the last point and we'll pray. There's people leaving already. We see this world defined, this world directed, this world despised, but then the world defeated. Defeated. First John 5, verse 4. For whatsoever... <laughs> 
For whatsoever is born of God. Say it with me. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. I got good, I got good news, children. First John, yeah, woo! First John 4, 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Read it with me. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Give him praise and glory. They're powerful. They're powerful. Listen, the system leaders, the movement leaders out there in this world... It's getting wickeder by the day, but I got good news. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I need to walk by the spirit. I need to live by the spirit. I need to fellowship in the scriptures and in God's people. That's why he says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. It's going to get worse out there. We need to keep coming and encouraging one another. This world is not our home. We are pilgrims passing through. Don't get comfortable out here. Don't get comfortable out here. Saturate your mind in the word. Or, or you're going to believe the lie. And you're going to be conformed to a world that hates God. And all God's people say it. 